As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford Berry. Hey, 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 this is Jennifer Ford Berry back again with another episode of the 29 Minute Mom, where we know every minute of your busy day counts. And today, I just wanted to come on and give you maybe some inspiration. You know, here at the 29 Minute Mom, our motto is education, inspiration, and motivation for moms. And we want to do it in a quick, easy way that maybe you can listen to this in the car or at carpool or um, just while you're cleaning your house. Um, And you can get something that you can actually apply starting today. So the topic today I want to talk about is something that God's really been speaking to me a lot this year in 2020. Um, We know that 2020 has been one tough, tough year. Um, I don't know if anybody out there could be listening and think that this year didn't stretch them um, in ways they never thought possible. I think back in March, um, when this whole pandemic thing hit, you know, I don't know about all of you, but I know for me, I was completely caught off guard. Um, I never saw this coming. And I literally, I'll just be really honest. I was already in the middle of a pretty dark season. We had a lot of family drama and disappointments going on. Um, and just a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and confusion. And so I was already not in my best season. And I remember um, I was running my consignment event, Mother Time Marketplace, and we were all set up. We were raring to go, ready to rock and roll an awesome sale. I had just come back from a conference in San Antonio um, with other sale owners, and we were really ready for the most amazing year in business ever. Um, for those that you don't that don't know me, or maybe are tuning into the show for the first time, um, I'll just let you know that I am an entrepreneur at heart. I have an organizing business. I love doing you know professional organizing. I have a consignment sale, uh, family consignment sale business I've had for 15 years, and I also have a ministry and I write books. I'm an author of a series of books called Organize Now, as well as my newest book. Um, purpose over possessions. So it had been a really good year in business and um, I was looking forward to even better year in 2020. Um, So we're all set up and we're open to our private sale on Thursday night. Um, Thursday morning, I had kind of a stomachache, which looking back is my intuition, which never fails me. And I just felt like something was uneasy. And I had one of um, my reps, I call them my mommy reps, they actually sell for other families and things like that, came in and said, you know what, we're going into the middle of a world pandemic. I could not even wrap my head around what that meant. Sounded like kind of a joke to me. And there was a first, one of the first cases was about an hour from where we were located. So that made it a little more real, wasn't just overseas. 
And then within, I would say, you know, that was probably 10 o'clock in the morning and by four o'clock in the afternoon, they were shutting our entire event down. And it was basically an emergency shutdown. So um, shock, you know, just shock. It started that day just kind of learning how I would navigate a situation that number one was out of my control. Number two is extremely disappointing. Number three was scary. Um, I was also responsible for many, many people and I felt a tremendous amount of pressure. I didn't, I don't think I slept all night long. Um, one of my good, good friends, Kristen stayed with me at the hotel. Thank God. Um, I don't know how I would have gotten through that night alone, just with worry. And, um, so many things starting from that day were just a complete and utter letdown. I mean, not only, you know, planning for an event for six months and shutting it down was disappointing enough. We were, you know, had plans to take an awesome family vacation um, to the islands for my daughter's senior year. We had, I had a lot of speaking engagements set up. Um, just so many things we were looking forward to um, and it was all canceled. And then proceeded the months of just staying at home and um, the disappointment for my daughter, not getting to have the senior year she planned for on top of, you know, not being able to work as an entrepreneur, that meant lack of income um, and just lots of dreams and plans put on hold. So I know a lot of you listening have your own story and, you know, we'll never forget you know, that day when the world stopped spinning, right? Um, it's happened a couple times so far in my life. And big, big things. Um, and, you know, it's really made me turn inward and ask myself, what does all this mean? How can I grow from it? How can I become better? I definitely am a person that believes we are here on this earth to grow into our very best self. Um, and that takes time. And I also believe that we're all here for a purpose on purpose. Um, a lot of that purpose of mine was put on hold for months and it was okay. You know, maybe I needed a pause button anyways. I was very used to going, 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 being very busy. Um, and I, I embraced it at first. Um, and maybe, you know, I know a lot of my girlfriends and I have had this discussion. Maybe you listening embraced it at first. Maybe you were like us where we were excited to not have to rush. Um, we were more into um, meal planning and, you know, my husband was joking around calling me Alice because I said I lost my identity, but because all I was doing was cooking and cleaning and um, working around the house, which he honestly loved. And, um, you know, it was just all fun and games at first, but it got to be like, when is this going to end? Really? Um, so, and I will keep all of my opinions to myself regarding, you know, the whole, I could have a whole other show on how I really feel about it. But the point is, is that a lot of us had, has, we've had to face a lot of hardships this year. Um, we've had, you know, people's weddings canceled, graduations canceled, proms canceled. People have lost loved ones and not been able to attend the funeral. And there comes a point where we have to ask ourselves, what, what is really going on? What are we supposed to learn? How is this going to make us better people? How are we going to grow from this? Um, one of the things that God spoke to me this year, and I really want to share it with you today. It was so funny because as, as you've heard me mention before, um, my newest book is called Purpose Over Possessions, which uh, and it's decluttering your life so you can live on purpose. And I felt like God spoke those words to me um, and taught me that 
it's more important to choose a life of purpose than a life of possessions. And I wrote it all down and, you know, it's in a book form now, but this year he spoke a very similar statement to me. And it was in a moment um, where I was on my knees crying and in my bedroom and just so heartbroken over things that had transpired within my family and just having a really tough time dealing with some stuff. And God whispered, there's purpose in your pain. And until to this day, when I think about it, it could just, I could start crying all over again because there's nothing more powerful than those moments in life when God literally whispers to you. You can't audibly hear him, but you just all of a sudden get this idea or this concept, um, this intuition that you didn't have before and you probably wouldn't have thought about it on your own. So you know it's of God. And in that moment, I know God said those words to me. And the reason why he said it is because number one, it's true, there is purpose in our pain. And he has since shown this message to me over and over in various forms. So I know he's trying to get my attention. But the interesting thing is, is for me, um, and maybe you can, you know, you can, um, this, this resonates with you too, is that when you're in pain, you kind of want to know why it's happening. You need to understand. And what's hard about it is sometimes you're not going to know why something happened the way it did until many months, even years later. So you just have to deal with it. But the thing that is cool is that because of the pain that I went through this year, um, I have learned some really valuable lessons I want to share with you today. So number one is you cannot lean on your own understanding. There's been such um, huge, huge, disappointing and painful situations in my life this year that I have racked my brain about. I've tried to figure out why would a person act like that? Why would a person treat other people like that? Why would the world shut down like that? Why would God allow this to happen? All of these things, and I have, like I said, racked my brain, I've exhausted myself, and you know what, ladies, I have not come up with those answers yet. And what I've under, you know, learned about this is that's okay. That is okay. I might not have the answers for 10 years, but I will get the answers. Hindsight is twenty twenty. We know that's how life works. I will see why things unfolded the way they did someday. I'm not sure when, but it will happen. So not leaning on my own understanding has been really powerful for me to just let it go. Um, you know, being a professional organizer, I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to planning and lists and breaking down big projects into bite-sized pieces and clearing out clutter. So I, I live off a plan. And this year, I'm not able to come up with a plan. I'm kind of in a mode of just anticipation and waiting. So that's rule number one. Do not lean on your own understanding. Rule number two is to trust in the Lord. Um, meaning, not just saying that we trust in the Lord, but actually trusting in him so much that we take the weight off our shoulders of trying to fix the situation. Anybody out there, can anyone out there relate? Trying to fix the situation. I think we do that so much as moms. 
Um, I think we're always trying to help our kids. We're trying to figure out how to overcome their pain and their disappointment. We're trying to figure out how to help them learn things and how to walk in the world. And we're always trying to figure out everything for our families. And sometimes we can't control stuff. We just have to trust. We have to trust that no matter what it looks like, no matter what's going on right now, today, no matter where you are, you have got to trust in the Lord. You have to just say, you know what? I have no idea why this is going the way it is, but I trust that you know what you're doing, God. We might not know what we're doing, but he always knows what he's doing. So that's rule number two, trust in the Lord, which isn't easy, but you can do it. And if you're having a tough time, just say a quick prayer. Holy Spirit, help me to trust in the Lord today. Help me to be at peace because my trust is placed in him. Number three, um, which kind of goes along with number two, let go and let God. Just let it go. Sometimes we just have to stop thinking about things. We just have to let go and let life unfold the way it's going to unfold and not keep such a tight grip on the situation. Uh, I always am saying, you know, don't keep a tight grip on things of the world, but it's also really um, important to not keep a tight grip on situations or even people. I know for me, it's super easy for me to let things go, but I have a really tough time letting people go. And sometimes it just gets to a point where God has to be God. And you might not know why this person has to leave your life right now, but you've tried everything and it's not working. So you just have to let go and let God. And if they're meant to come back, it will happen sometime on God's timing. But right now, it's not within your control. And that's okay. That's okay. So let go and let God. Number four, praise him through the pain. So important. You know, I feel like, and I've been guilty of this. I try not to be, but of course, we all fall into Satan's trap at times in life. Um, that we praise him. We're all about praising God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When things go our way and when we get what we want and when a prayer is answered and we're just like loving God, we're thinking he's amazing, right? What about when we're walking in pain? Super hard to praise him through that because we feel like he should come down and save us. He should, we should not have to walk through this pain. But I've really had to learn this year going deep, you know, thinking deeply and just spending time with God and working with therapists and a therapist, an amazing therapist. Um, so shout out to you, Nancy, but just really walking through things. I've learned that just pretending that the pain doesn't exist does not help us in any way. Um, and avoiding our feelings doesn't help us in any way. Nobody wants to feel bad feelings. I don't, I'm sure you don't either. I hate it. To be honest with you, I hate feeling pain. I want to be positive. I want to be happy and joyful every day. I don't want to be a sad person. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I, you know, have those days. And what I've learned is I have to look at that fact that he told me there's purpose in the pain. Someday I'm going to know that this was all for a reason. And it's all going to work out exactly how it was supposed to work out. So I have decided I've made a conscious decision to praise him through the pain and that means praising him for all the little things, all the things that are going right. I mean, so many things we can be thankful for this year, whether it be just being able to have food on your table. A lot of families have struggled with that 
or having your family safe and not sick or having you know a roof over your head. So many people have lost their homes. Um, so I've just, I've been learning to praise him and more importantly, just praise him even when I'm sad. There's still a reason to praise God even when things aren't going your way, even things when things are super, super hard or super, super disappointing. Um, I've learned that lesson this year and I'm so grateful for it. I mean, there's just, no matter what type of pain you're in, if you really stop and think, there are always blessings, even, even in the valley. We all know that the mountain, the top of the mountain is so exciting, but the valley is where the biggest growth takes place. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I've seen it, you know, in myself, I've seen it in my daughter's life with all her disappointments this year. And I've seen it with just a lot of my friends and, you know, people that I know are going through stuff. I mean, it's not been easy. So that's number four, praise him through the pain. And number five is to expect to see blessing in the future. You know, I think if we are obedient Throughout the pain, I think if we are praising him during the pain, I, I really believe that there's going to be a blessing because of that. I believe that God doesn't just want us going to him for all the things we need, but to praise him for all the things we've already received. Um, so many things that you have in your life right now, you've prayed for and he delivered. So don't forget, don't have a, you know, don't have a short-term memory when it comes to blessing. If you're in a bad spot today, maybe it's time to just pull out that gratitude journal and really start writing down all the little things you're grateful for. Um, but also to be in expectation of future blessing. So that's number five, be in expectation of future blessings because our thoughts create our future. So if we keep dwelling on pain, if we keep dwelling on this person did that to me, or why did this person hurt me so bad, or why did all these things get canceled this year, or why um, dealing with the airlines from cancellations is so annoying, <laughs> I just did, did that this morning, um, we dwell on all the annoying things. Trust me, we'll come up with a pretty good size list. That list, that's just life. But if we spend our time thinking about the future blessings, we can get excited, we can feel joy, we can be happy again. Um, and we can know that no season lasts forever. Every season has an ending. And although this season seems really long, um, super, super long for, for me and for many of you, I'm sure listening, and we're just kind of at our wits end, like when is this going to end? When is this pandemic gonna end? When is this last mask wearing crap, <laughs> it's going to end. I mean, it's just so much. Um, and we're just tired. We're tired of watching our kids not have normal lives. We're tired of the restrictions. We're tired of feeling controlled. We're tired of lots and lots of things, but God is in control. And that means he is always going to be glorified. He always wins because the battle has already been won. It's all going to turn out. And I believe and I speak this over all of you listening, that a better, more abundant, abundant, favorable season is upon us. I think it's coming. I can feel it. I told my daughter that the other day. I feel like we've had a hard year, but a better season full of favor and blessings is coming. So I, I pray that for all of us. 
Um, number six is focus on the people that are good, kind, and loving. So even though the world's a little crazy right now, um, or even though we see a lot of bad people on the news doing bad things, or there's people in your personal life that have let you down, disappointed you, hurt you beyond anything you could ever imagine, then we have to stop and focus on the people that God has in front of us that are in our life for this reason or this season and for a reason. So seasons change with people in your life. Focus on the people that are good, kind, and loving to you now. Those people that are supportive. Those people that always cheer you on. Those people you can call when you're feeling a day that's just beating you down with pain. Uh, those people you can call and they'll pray with you. Those people you can call and they will lift you up. They will speak life over you. They're always your number one cheerleader. They're always excited for what's going to happen in your life. They're not trying to keep you small. They're not trying to keep you down. They're not trying to tell you all the time what you've done wrong. They're just loving you and wanting to be part of your life. Those are the people we need to focus on right now. So that's number six. Focus on the people that are good, kind, and loving. Number seven. Oh, another P word. You know, just those P words this year are powerful. But patience. I am not a patient person. I'm the first one to admit it. I always want a solution, a quick fix. I want to like fix everything. I want to come up with a plan. You know, I want everything in order. That's just my organizing brain. Um, but patience, oh boy. There's just been so many times this year where I've been worried about something or, you know, worried about my kids and just, just so many things have gone on this year. And I want to like, I want to, have a solution right now today and it doesn't come and it's get it gets hard you know and there's some things that you feel like you're waiting on and praying on forever and you're not seeing the end of light at the end of the tunnel but it's going to come and sometimes I've realized I've worried about something that there's no need to worry about and so this year I've really tried to just have patience and letting God do his thing just like nope I'm not gonna worry about that today I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to give it to God and I'm going to have patience and wait and see what he does. And it usually is like amazing how he takes care of it. So try, try, try to have more patience if you're going through pain. Patience to do the process. You know, going through pain is a process. I've learned that this year from doing therapy. It's just, it's a step-by-step -step process and you can't get out of the process if you want to do the work. So if you really want to grow and you really want to change and you really want to learn something from your pain, you want to find purpose in your pain, you need to have patience during the process because it's not just going to poof, go away. You have to walk through it. And once you get to the other side, that's where the blessings are. So I really want to encourage anybody listening today, just try to have patience. God's got this. He's got all of it under control. He's got your personal things under control. He's got my personal things under control. He's got the world problems under control. He knows how this is all going to turn out, you guys. He knows that this is all for a reason. He is just sitting back going, yep, this is happening exactly the way I plan it to happen. And I do believe that there is going to be a time where he is glorified after all of this craziness and this crazy pandemic. I do think that. So number seven is patience. Number eight is to grow through the pain. 
don't just sit in your pain. Don't, don't be that person that's just like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in pain and I'm just going to stay in pain. Like pain might last a while, but there are ways to grow through your pain, maybe by learning new ways to deal with it, maybe by accepting the pain, maybe you're grieving, maybe you're going through a grief process and you have to take it one step at a time. There are ways to grow because I feel like even Jesus, when he was alive, he grew through his suffering. He came here like he came here as a baby. God could have saved us without going through that whole process, but he set, he sent Jesus here to show us that he was just like us. He sent him as a human being that started out as a baby and grew up to a man who became, you know, started a ministry and became the most famous minister of all the world because he wanted to show us that living a human life here on earth is not some Disney world ride. It's hard. There's ups and downs, there's peaks and valleys, but the people that grow the most while they're here learn how to grow in their pain, learn how to grow in their suffering because they realize that life is not always going to be great. It's not always going to be happy. It's not always going to be fun. It's just going, when there's a valley, there's a mountain. And when there's a mountain, there's a valley after it. That's how life is going to be. And the sooner you say, okay, here's a hard time in my life. How can I grow from it? The sooner you'll walk through it and get to the other side and receive the blessing. So that's number eight, grow through the pain. You can do it. Trust me. If you're having a hard time with that or any of us, feel free to email me. Um, if you hear this show, I would love, love, love to hear what you guys are going through. And number nine is the final one for today. And it's called thought stopping. And I'm still working on this one. I'll be honest. I just had a conversation with a girlfriend this morning and we were just talking about when your thoughts, because our thoughts create our future, um, when we're stuck on the same thoughts or we're trying to figure out why, 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 or how, 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 um, we're not focused on the right things and that can actually prevent blessings from God. So, um, I'm not saying God doesn't have mercy. I think that he cries with us. I think he feels the pain when we feel it. But I think that ultimately we need to learn how to control our thought patterns. Um, and it's not easy. It's super hard. And why is it hard? Because Satan knows he can use negative thoughts to distract us from what we're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, God or Satan knows he can distract us from our purpose with our pain. That is definitely part of his plan. We have to be the ones if we start going down that rabbit hole of negative thinking. No, 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 not today, Satan. I'm not doing it. And you just have to stop, catch yourself and retrain your thoughts to go into a more positive direction. Um, and there's lots of different ways you can do it. But look it up. Look up thought stopping. Um, so many ways we can do it. We can do it with meditation. We can do it with um, a 10 minute obsession where you're just 10 minutes a day. You just have all your thoughts go to this one thing. You can't stop thinking about you obsess over it for 10 minutes and then you're done. And then the rest of the day you say, Nope, I already obsessed about it. Not doing that again today. Um, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> and then eventually you're just so sick of obsessing over that one thing. You're like, I don't even want to give it 10 minutes. I'm done with this or I'm done with that person that I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm moving on. It's not worth my time. So number nine is thought stopping. So I just really, really 
want to say, um, you know, if it's been a rough year, I feel you. I know how it feels. And I know how it feels when tons of things have piled up on you and you just don't see an end in sight. And you're just sitting there asking God, why is this happening? How did this happen? And you, you're just waiting for the answers. But ladies, I feel in my soul that the answers are coming. I know God's winning this battle. I know he's winning the battle in my life, in your life, in the world. And I just want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know that there is purpose in our pain and that you can use your pain to find out more of your purpose because it gives us more compassionate or compassion. It helps us to be more empathetic to others that are going through pain and suffering. Um, and I, I truly believe that once you overcome pain, that that story becomes your testimony, how you overcame it. And it always is helpful to the next people, people in your future life that will need to hear the story. Um, ways that you can speak about your pain and you can say, hey, I've been there. I've, I've been in that deep, dark hole. And guess what? God showed up. Oh, <laughs> he showed up and he didn't let us down. And he came, he comes for us every single time. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. He leaves in 99 and he comes for us every single time. And he's going to come for you. He's working on a plan right now to come for you. He doesn't want you to feel alone. He wants you to be reminded that today he is telling you through this podcast, you're not alone. He's telling you there's purpose in your pain. He told me that to share with you. It's not just for me to keep. It's for us to learn lessons in our pain and share them with others. Don't be afraid of your pain. Don't be embarrassed by it. You know, go ahead, talk to other people about it. Share what you've learned. Everybody's going through something hard right now. We all need to share our lessons with each other. So I want to really encourage anyone who listens to this podcast today and it touched you and encouraged you, leave a comment. Um, send me an email. My email's easy. It's organized at jenniferfordberry.com. Um, my Facebook page is Jennifer Fordberry and share, you know, what are you going through right now? How have the last six months affected you and what have you learned from it most importantly? So I hope this podcast blesses you. I hope you share it with other people that might be going through a similar situation. And I just want to say, I love you and I'm rooting for you moms out there. And I'm just so happy you spent this time with me. So have a great day. Get out there, make every minute count. And we'll be back again soon with a 29 minute mom.